Yo, what's up everybody? This is episode 44 of So I've Been Told. My name is Adam Kramer and this is my podcast. My guest on this episode is Ruben Polo, who is in Soul Glow, in Root, and you know has been in Secret Plot through the entire universe, and some other bands. And yeah, so he and I chit-chatted a while back about his musical journey. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna keep talking for very long. I'm gonna just let you listen to our conversation. But first you are going to hear twenty seven by Soul Glow. How did you first get into, you know, punk rock, or did you come from a musical family? Um, Definitely not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, I guess it started um, like radio, like in the box, which was like that old like it used to be old shit, like channel that like you would call in you pay like a dollar to make whatever video you want to see okay and it was a free channel so like you were kind of at the mercy of like whoever called in and had money yeah but like i remember hearing like real big fish uh sell out <laughs> and green bay when i come around and nice. like that's how i found no doubt and like a lot of stuff like that and that's like how the interest started yes yeah. yeah cool I was a big Scott kid. Weird. Me too. Yeah, like, that was, like, a, like, major, like, gateway drug for me to, like, get into, like, other, like, underground shit. Um, like, when did you start, 
like playing music? What was your, you know, how'd that start for you? Uh, I was really badly trying to play music in high school. I was really bad. Like, okay. I'm just not even, like, sugar-coated, like... <laughs> High school, like, friends had, like, a new metal band, but, like, wasn't good enough to do that shit. And then, like, I kind of just kept trying for a while. Like, I was in, like, one band that <clears throat> I got kicked out before they ever played shows. And then, like, I had one friend named Justin who, like, was hella patient with me. Yeah. And, like, I had to play my first shows because of him. Nice. And then kind of just, like, same thing later with, like, a kid who ended up who was my best friend before it passed oh, um, we met like on like some message board like when I was like just moved to Pennsylvania I was like 18 19 yeah he would just like come over like every other Saturday we would just like jam guitar and bass and like it was like that for years until like I, I didn't even like really get hard until like I want to say like 8 years ago 10 years ago is when I like really kind of got into the shits but like Part of that was just like friends, like couldn't really find a way to get some shows. Played like did like one mini tour with like a bad tech metalcore band, <laughs> and Singer was hella racist. He ended up being a proud boy like years yeah. later, like one of the first ones. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Called me <token> nigger. <laughs> and I didn't like playing a full time band again until like my mid twenties. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so uh, that was gonna be. I was actually gonna ask like as if. Philly was always home for you, but you said you moved moved there. So I'm, I'm originally from New Jersey. I lived in North New Jersey. I went to high school in Union, New Jersey. Okay. Um, I, like a week before I turned 18, I like met some like my friend was dating a girl. I hung out with her sister, and she was like, "You should move to Philly." And I just like next thing I know, like I lived in Pennsylvania, like outside of Philly, and I've been in Philly. 14 years now nice nice and what was you know you mentioned that uh you know that uh the first band was in your mid-20s what what was that first band that that was like a full-time band it was uh <laughs> it was like what i didn't realize was like a twinkle band we were just like a bunch of like i was the youngest person in the band it was like my first band like really taking seriously like with guitar that wasn't like me and a singer or just like yeah some, thing with a drummer and like it was a like a you know like very throwback emo band called facts and like that we like we listened to way too much the promise ring and stuff like <laughs> that and like high tide hotel and Glockamore were like it's like mid-sentence all of the sound cut out all the sound yeah that was real weird um you said the name of that band was facts right Cool. Yep, it was me and a bunch of guys in uh, bands, like, in, like, Northeast Philly that, like, I really liked, and, like, always respected them. They were, like, doing, like, kind of lightning bolt type stuff, okay. but we all just really liked the Get Up Kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, it was the first band I would, like, was really, like, main songwriting and, like, playing guitar, and, like, it was just, that was, like, my first, like, foray, like, finding shows again and like starting to throw house shows because we couldn't find shows yeah yeah <laughs> just throw like some free house shows with like whoever of our friends are around like sometimes it was rappers black metal whatever it was like Sick. it was a fun way to get into it and like kind of like just see what was up yeah so 
Um, did did that band release anything? Is there anything like on Bandcamp or anything like that? Yeah. Sick. There's definitely a, a full length and like a three song demo. And oh, sick. It was yeah. I'll send you that link after. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be dope. Um, and so that was kind of when you started booking shows in in Philly, right? Like as like kind of an outgrowth of of that project. It started, yeah, it started, like, just trying to get shows for bands that I was, like, playing in or, like, jamming with and, like, friends of mine who also, like, we didn't know anybody in DIY. And, like, it's not like I went to a college out there. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, like, it was, like, really hard to, like, find a lot of things. I was still, like, having to drive back to New Jersey to, like, go to, like, good shows because I couldn't figure out what was happening. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we just started booking high shows with other friends who, like, were in bands and then eventually like a touring band found my like contact info and then one touring band and then we'll get a couple more touring bands and then <laughs> i just like met some dudes started another band called secret plot to destroy the entire universe yeah and then they were also throwing house shows so they were like oh if you ever need a spot and then that's when things got like very out of hand it was like 75 shows in like six months Everything wow. from like Code Orange, like Waxahachie to like World is grown ups played that house. Like, yeah, it was just like a map. Like, it was like anybody who knew them just all throwing shows in like this one house that was in Temple, and the, okay. they, the kids upstairs didn't care either. Yeah, that's that's rad. I mean, that's that's kind of like what happened here was booking shows in Rochester. It was like as soon as somebody, as soon as somebody finds out you book DIY shows, then it's like. I mean, I've been kind of out of, you know, the, you know, kind of booking stuff for, like, a it year. It gets draining, and trying to keep up with everything, like, is hard. The amount, yeah, the amount of, like, random Facebook messages I used to get was just absolutely insane. And I don't, I don't miss that aspect of it at all. Um because that, and that's actually, I mean, that's actually how I, you know, we first communicated because Secret Plot was going to play... In Rochester, like, with... Oh, yeah! Yeah. With, uh... You guys are going to do a tour with Marietta, right? I don't know if it was... I think that... Yeah, I, I was actually... Yeah, it, it, it was. I was actually just, like... Yeah, I was just, like, looking. I just, like... Because there weren't... You know, we haven't, like, chatted that much, so I just, like, scrolled back and saw that's who it was with. Um, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so how, how long was that a band? And, you know, how what all did you guys release? <laughs> I wanted to say that the plot went for like three, four years. Okay, yeah. Yeah, plot for like three, four years. It was just like, we were both, I was still in my band Facts, uh, the singer of what would be Secret Plot, and the bass player were in a, another band that we had played with. Okay. And um, they are like, oh, we should do like, we all thought it was a screamo band, or at least like kind of like we're gearing towards screamo, but like I don't think we ever were like actually screamo. <laughs> we were like close to like post hardcore and like more page of the line and less page ninety nine. Weird. I mean, I love I but love like, both of those bands. So <laughs> I do too. It's always jarring though when you first think like, oh, we're gonna go this way, and then you pivot hard the other way. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting because you never, like, when you start a band, like, you can have, like, all kinds of ideas about what you think it's going to sound like, and then 
until you get those people in in a room together and start like just jamming for a while it, it's you know it does take that turn sometimes oh yeah and i, I mean definitely like the kid the the person singing dan he he definitely was like more of the like mastermind behind it because like he was definitely the one singing and like He'd already been doing like an acoustic project prior to that called Trunks and Tails. Okay. And so like when he came in, it was definitely like not to say a heavier version of like his acoustic project, but like you could see more of the similarities between those two rather than like some chaotic like screamo hardcore band. Yeah. Cool. Now was was the the name of that band, was that from the, the Motion City soundtrack song? Yeah, but we didn't know that the entire time we were like doing that. We found out from an interview, uh, like on some like property. I think it was a property of Zach type like showcase thing. Yeah, and like a friend of the bass players like kind of spilled the beans about what the name was, whereas we had been told it was like something completely different. <laughs> Which looking back makes perfect sense because that was that kid's favorite fucking band. Yeah, it's funny because I mean that's that's like a I mean. You didn't sound anything, you know, like Motion City soundtrack at all. <laughs> but, yeah, like it was just like we all we all loved that we all liked that band. Yeah, like, you know that band, but like none of us knew that the name was taken like in reference <laughs> to that. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, yeah, it's <laughs> cool. Uh, by the time that came out, we were only going by secret plot anyway because it was like a tongue twister, and every flyer was like. A full poster with like, it'd be like our long ass name, and the world is long ass name, yeah. and Empire Empire's long ass name. It's like we all should probably shorten this, <laughs> or at least when we speak of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, what what happened with the uh, you know why that band come to an end? It was just it was just time. At, like I I I remember it was like we've done a lot of touring, and it was like. Yeah. Alright, we were like in the middle of recording a record and there was like some turnover in members, like the member changes and then like not wanting to tour as much until like things seemed more concrete. Yeah. And it just like it just got to a point where like uh, we we just looked uh, one day I think me and the singer just looked at each other and we're just like, So we're just not gonna do that and like <laughs> like we should just stop this, right? And I was like, Yeah. yeah. Like there was like there was no argument. It was just kind of like a very like, yeah, no, no, we should definitely like. <laughs> yeah. So you had, you had already started recording a record, and when you had uh, had quit, did that ever come out, or you just just scrapped the whole project? I I like I know that somewhere someone saw has like all the stems. Like the the singer Dan was uh, recording it himself. Yeah. And like it was mostly recorded. I think it just needed bass and vocals. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So what what came next? Uh, you know, post post secret plot. Uh, me and some other friends had like did like a I guess kind of like indie ish shoegaze project for a little bit that was called Weed Wolf. Okay. And then changed into Loud House when it got when it like put out a demo, but that was like fairly short lived. Yeah. Uh, I was also doing Soul Glow at that time. Oh, cool. So, tell me about starting Soul Glow and uh, you know, just kind of the story behind that and what you know what what that band's all about. That band actually just started because 
I was booking a lot. There was a lot more screamo coming through Philly. Yeah. And there weren't that many locals. There was like at the time like two, and then you put like some emo band or whatever type of other genre you yeah. just fit to like make it work for a screamo. Yeah. And at first, I just was like, I just want to start some local with just like some friends. Like, there was these two younger uh, people who were coming to a lot of shows I was booking, and I, I had seen their other bands. And I was just like, hey, y'all want to just like jam on some stuff? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be great. And like, I remember just like looking, thinking about like, oh, who should sing? And just like, Pierre, I was just kind of like, I'd heard him talking about wearing the front of a heavy band again, mm-hmm. and I was really liked his, his like lyrics for like a lot of his like other bands back in the day that he did vocals for, and it was yeah. just like, yeah, you want you want to do this, and then it kind of just like first it was just like no attention to touring, it was just like we'll just play if someone puts something out of ours, we'll tour. Yeah, as like because they spent money on us. Yeah, <laughs> essentially. So, like, that's kind of how it was for a minute, and then, like, things just kind of picked up, and it just kind of got away from <laughs> got away from us, like, kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's just, like, now it's almost six years later, <laughs> new bassist, new drummer, Pierce is still here, mm-hmm. and a lot of crazy shit in the middle. <laughs> Yeah, so has have there been any other projects or has Soul Glow just kind of been the main the main thing that you've been uh just kinda nah. sticking to? Nah. Um I've been drumming with I've been in another like very almost Oakport band with um some people some old friends that I've known from out here, like forever, like the singer of Girl Scouts. Mm. He like it's more it's more or less like his project. And, like, we've been, like, some, like, friends have just been, like, filling out the live band and, like, for recording um, called En Route, or En Route, depending on how you want to pronounce it. <laughs> um, I've been in that for, I want to say over two years now. Nice. Yeah, it's been, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I did fill-in work for, like, a couple other bands in, like, this band of time, just, like, couple of shows here and there and like you know kind of like i'll jam with anyone if i have the time and yeah capacity to do so yeah i mean obviously right now you know touring is not a thing but when when you know like before the world went nuts like how like how much were you guys was solo touring because it seemed like you guys were on the road a lot we were supposed to have just gotten back from a almost 40 day tour Oh, wow. Like a week ago. We were yeah. supposed to leave April 4th or 5th and get back on the 13th of May. Yeah. And it was going to be our first time going west in a couple of years. Yeah. Like, you know, how, how much of the year, like, how much of the year are you typically out on the road? Uh, I know that anyone, some of us who had jobs were, like, pushing our luck. And... <laughs> Uh, yeah, it'd be like weekend, like last year, shit. Last year we did two weeks to like Florida and back up for like ten days. We did a couple days with Bib. Mm. Then and we did four days on that Touche Pianos tour. Oh, sick! And after that, that was you know some of the nicest people. It was a really 
It was a really good time. Yeah. Much love to them. <laughs> um, then we did three weeks, almost three weeks in Europe with Lord Snow. Dang. Then we did four days with Dangerous. Very nice people. We did two days with um, Psyched Graveyard, which is a band with members of Arab on Radar, Chinese Stars, mm. uh, Sex Positions, that old Deathwish like hardcore band. Yeah. Um, we did that. We did then. I think we chilled for a little bit, and then we did another like two weeks with like the first album, Gadgetway and Jerome's Dream. And we oh, did a couple of things Infant Island on the way to that. And then we just trucked it back home, out from, back home from Texas. Yeah. So what do you, that what, was last year. Yeah. Dang. Dude, so what do you do What do you do you when you're home? Like, are you, you know, what are you doing work-wise in between tours? I mean, it sounds like, like you were saying, that's like, I, that's like a ton. I've been working at Kung Fu Necktie for like, okay. it's like a bar venue. Yeah. I've been working there like almost eight years. Okay. And then just like, I would do like security, like, sh- like shifts for like other shows or like other companies. And then like, I do just a lot of things like that. Just like security loader at like a bigger venue for a little bit whenever asked. Yeah. Filling it at other bars, like kind of like whatever I could. And then just like, yeah, odd jobs. Yeah. So yeah, stuff that you can, you know come back to say you know i'm assuming probably you know working for a venue is you know they get that you're you know gonna want to be out touring as much as you can well i'm thankful for them just because they kind of like hit you up the month like at the the month prior and go when can you work and it's kind of like easier to like maneuver scheduling and like whatever else and now that i'm not doing as many local shows like booking it's become a lot easier for work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, what's the? Do you know? Do you have a number of like the most you know uh, you know DIY shows you ran in a year or something like that? It was like I think while with with working and everything, it was like almost two hundred. It was like two hundred some days Damn. in a year. Yeah. But like the booking, I think it was like maybe like one forty something like that. It yeah. was like literally like sometimes for a week yeah <laughs> and like especially like fest seasons it'd be like all right we're gonna do four shows this week another four shows <laughs> next week will be 12 in a month will be more sometimes it was just like Dude, that's exa- it was, that's exhausting it yeah nah it, let me take it back it didn't suck it was exhausting yeah <laughs> but uh definitely like i don't know some friends that like some of like my closer friendships I've made through touring and like booking shows on like some of the better moments I've had in life like was spawned from something either booking or like some booking some for us and like it's kind of like a circle where it's like you know try to help each other out if you can. Yeah, I mean, I, I've you know I haven't done a whole lot of of touring, but I've you know. You know, I was kind of managing the space at, at Vineyard here in Rochester, and I lived at, you know, a couple other places where we did shows, and it's like, so, you know, I've, you know, kind of same thing. I've been able to just meet so many cool people just, just by hosting shows and, 
you know, I wish that I would have had more opportunities to go out and travel and, you know, whatever when I was younger, but, you know, whatever, you know, it's... You know, it's hard. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell you that part. <laughs> how, how old are you, if you don't mind, mind me asking, I'm just curious. Oh, I am 34. Okay. I'm, I'm 33, so you're just a little bit older than I am, but, uh, you know... Been- yeah. <laughs> and the older, I mean, the, old, the older you get, the more it's you know. I mean, I've I've got kids in my life, so it's you know I, I'm not really able to, you know, really tour now. But I mean, the only tour that we got easier since like a couple years ago. <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's it seems like now, like I mean, it's it's funny because like when I was in a band that was you know trying to go out and and play out you know out of town like i had so few connections and now after like just years of booking like a stupid amount of shows i could like you know so much easier book a tour right now than i ever could but i don't have a band or the or the time to make that happen gotta wait till the kids grow up (laughs) yeah man so what's you know uh, you know, what's, what, I mean, obviously none of us know what comes next with all this, you know, COVID insanity. Um, but like what, you know, what have you been, have you been working on any projects during, you know, during the lockdown, you know, anything you got, you know, tentatively planned, you know, to, to do as far as releasing music? Uh, Sobo has a seven inch that will, once out of 12 years, that'll see the light of day. At some point, it's yeah. definitely like the artwork's been turned in, it's been mixed and mastered, and just like waiting for all that to like hit fruition. And yeah. then that band is also like halfway through writing another LP. Weird. And trying to get in a route, uh, trying to get that back to being more active, because I know that that kid definitely has a lot of songs. Yeah. And, I just would like to get that up and moving. There's like a couple other things like tentatively like down the pipe, but uh, I don't own like audio equipment, like an interface to even like begin to like start it. Yeah. So I'm just doing a lot of like voice memo demos and like trying to remember them and then like figure out how to use garage band <laughs> drum loops. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was younger trying this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh you know, kind of same. I mean, when I was younger, I had the time and like had, like I just would like hang out with friends. And now it's like, oh, like I don't, I have less time. And like right now, it's like I you know can't really hang out with people. So it's like I wish I knew how to do some more of this like computer shit so I could like, you know, be doing some more stuff. But I've I've been just trying to. I've recorded so many podcasts uh, with people over the internet because it's like, you know, that's I'm like now's like the perfect time it's like people have time to like just like hang out for an hour or so and you know do a video or an audio call and so that's you know that's that's been yeah it's that's been a you know fun part of this for me is like you know it gives you know people have time to hang out and do this but you know obviously you know there's a lot of question marks about what it's going to be like for you know touring and and live music in general I'm I'm curious just because like I still see venues like hosting shows coming up and like later in the summer and then like I've seen a couple like hardcore fests get announced and I was just like 
see what happens. Like, yeah. Like, who, who knows? It's like, I guess, like, the problem is that, like, when things are weird and they stay weird for a long time, it becomes, like, the new normal. So now it's yeah. just, like, what is the new normal for that? Like, for shows, like, who knows? Like, will they be half capacity? Will people come down on them more now because they can say it's a health issue? Yeah. Like, and a lot of venues are already dropping my flies. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that you know, Vineyard has been done since August here in Rochester, and, you know, that was kind of a long time coming. It's amazing we got away with what we got away with as far as the amount of shows we did in that spot. I'm definitely going to agree with that statement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, you know, and that, I mean, that you know, and some of that's just kind of the nature of DIY anyway, like, you know, spots come and go, and, you know, that's how it works, and the scene kind of flexes and then people you know then more it, so it's like up and down and back and forth and you know I mean things will change it's just like I don't know I'm more curiously like people's reaction cause like there's certain genres that I think not like not much will change like slower indie rock but like people can maybe be less on top of each other and it's still <laughs> like a fully enjoyable experience but what I'm really curious about is specifically what hardcore is like after yeah. COVID. Like, and punk. It's just like shows where, like, people really love being, like, being able to yell something back or, like, you know, sometimes, like, people dancing and, like, that type of stuff. I'm just like, I'm curious to see how, like, energetic music comes back to this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's certainly going to be interesting. I mean, I know, like, it's crazy. I, I saw a show announcement for December yesterday for you know some i don't remember i don't even remember who it was but it was like a bigger show in buffalo and i was like wow it's only may and i'm already seeing a show announcement for december um i think also it's just kind of like i think a lot of those shows that are, that are popping up i think they like are fully aware that like they're probably gonna have to cancel that but hoping for the best that way in the event that things do open up they're not like caught with their pants down like can't book for yeah. like another month like they want to be like on top of it like i get that it's just also like it's like it's like baking it's like making food that you know you can't eat <laughs> or that you might not be able to eat like oh yeah i gotta go leave in five minutes like when i finish this like i won't be able to eat it like i'll just like yeah. turn it off and leave and it's like damn yeah i mean like i know i know like as, as far as like fesco like like furnace fest like that lineup's insane and like they're probably gonna have to at least postpone that shit like there's yo but like i i thought about that too but then i'm just like which one of those bands is gonna be like all right fuck it i'll do it like and like knowing like any restrictions because <laughs> like how many reunions was it like half of the show was reunions yeah it's it's insane and i've been like i'm i'm like I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna be able to go. I wish, uh, you know, if like hypothetically, if it would happen, I wish I could go. But like, you know, I'm in like the the Facebook group, and they like everybody's like, what's what's gonna happen? And they're like holding off on, you know, on you know. There's a lot of there's a lot of money that like yeah, and like the pods that like they can't get back, and like it's just, like I can see why they're just like, come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, thank you so much for hanging out and talking about music with me. You know, like what, you know, what are you listening to? What are like, what's been getting you through the, uh, the quarantine as far as, uh, as far as music? 
I have had the wildest year of just like listening way too much to like the culture abuse Bay Dream okay. record. Yeah. It just like I've been listening to that more and more and I just like don't even realize it anymore. I'm just like, <laughs> oh shit. It's been like I'll look at last FM it's like you listen to this band like too much. I'm just like, oh shit. Yeah. Um, it's been like started getting into uh, a person named Pink Sifu. Um mm. My peers had told me about him. He like kind of go back and forth, or they kind of go back and forth between like hip hop and then like something like maybe close to the trap and like they have some punk songs and it's like oh that sounds really awesome like mix up so they're like the time and then like he really like he's been make, like he's been playing a lot of that like Scarlord okay and Scarlord has some stuff that like he sent me a song that was like he, that he was like I think it sounds like pianos become the teeth but with like keyboard and I was just, like fuck <laughs> it I'll check it out yeah and just like. Yeah, you, uh, you heard Truth Cult. Yeah, I've heard of them. I haven't listened to them, but I've heard of them. They just put out a record, like real, like DC, like Discord record vibes. Oh, awesome! Like it's a really good, like great record. Yeah. Um, going back to like Hoops and Nika and like Tommy Wright III, like I'm just trying to listen to more things that like keep me more upbeat and less yeah. like slow music. Right now is the death sentence <laughs> yeah it's it's uh like i have listened to so much 100 gex through this whole thing which is so weird um i'm st- yeah but it's like it, it makes me smile and it's happy and so that's kind of been my go-to <laughs> 100 gex is like ska but for like rap i guess yeah yeah and i i was like i was like late to the party with that band like i know like that record came out last year and i i didn't start i didn't hear it until like you know february and now i've just been kind of giving it an embarrassing number of plays on my apple music i i still go back and forth between being like this is a parody and i don't know how i feel and then other times being very stoned and being like I don't know, man. This kind of hits, maybe. Not, <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, it's a very confusing feeling. It's it's nightcore. Yeah, you, it's, it's nightcore music, and I'm just like, this is the internet one for at least these two kids. <laughs> the internet one. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I actually just like last week, I I made nightcore versions of my old hardcore band and put them up on Bandcamp just cause, just cause. Fuck it. Yeah. Fuck it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Might as well enjoy it. Like now's the time. Like you. Now's the time you're gonna be like, ah, oh, man, I really want to do this goofy ass project. It's like, do it now. Yeah. You won't have to play live. You won't have to explain it to anybody. You just <laughs> have this goofy ass thing on the Ether Bandcamp. Yeah.
You just heard I Only Miss You When I Want To by Secret Plot. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Ruben, for coming on to the show. I really appreciate you checking this out. And I actually don't know who the next uh, guest is going to be because I finally kind of reached the end of all the ones that I had banked from a few months ago. So we'll see. I am going to continue to try to uh, get these out like on a weekly basis like I have been for a little while now. And uh, so you know, make sure you go and like and follow and all that on Facebook. And you can follow me on Instagram. It is just AJ Kramer, S-I-B-T, for so I've been told. I don't have a separate Instagram for the pod. So if you wanted to make one for me, you're welcome to. But I haven't bothered to because who has the time? But anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I really appreciate your support. Uh, Go listen to Soul Glow. Peace.